Are you new to the indie publishing world? Do you want to know if self-publishing is right for you? You've come to the right place, where you'll find tips, tricks, and the answers to the questions you've always had about writing, marketing, and self-publishing. Welcome to the Hot Mess Writer's Life. Help for the indie author with me, Lynn Howard. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to A Hot Mess Writer's Life. Let's start out with a little bit of news. Um, I think this channel is going to be getting a new title. I don't know what that title is going to be just yet. Um, I've been watching a lot of TikToks, you know, book talk lately. And I've been seeing some things that are not making me happy. Um, <laughs> it's actually pissing me off when it comes to a lot of these uh, traditionally published authors. Not mad at the authors, obviously. Um, seeing how a lot of the traditionally published authors, especially the ones going through smaller presses, how they're being treated. Um, and I've also seen a lot of frustration coming from both traditionally and self-published authors when it comes to finding time to write, finding time to you know, do your housework, the the whole work-life writing balance. So this channel is going to start moving more and more towards coaching, which I mean, obviously it's already an educational channel anyways, because this is the world that I love. I freaking love writing. I love books. I love words. I just, this is my passion. But I also love to teach and I love to help people. Like, I am one of those people, if I see a fellow author, even if it's somebody not in my personal life, just maybe someone I met on TikTok or Facebook, if I see them get a huge deal or a movie deal or a TV show deal, I'm not jealous. I'm super excited, especially when it's an indie author. Because to me, it's like, woo, one of us, you know, made it out of the trenches. You know what I mean? But I'm just getting upset for people. I really am with the way people are being treated by their publishers, by the frustration others are seeing, trying to find that balance. So this channel, as well as something on the side, which I will tell you guys about on another day, um, is going to start moving more and more towards helping you guys learn to find your voice when it comes to speaking to your publishers. It's going to be leaning more towards helping you find that work-life balance. It's going to be Basically, how to become a full-time writer without teaching you to become a full-time writer. I don't know how else to say that on this podcast. I did not script this podcast today. I actually had something else scripted, but I just got, got so angry after watching a TikTok yesterday, and it's just stuck with me. This girl was literally crying over, you know, some communication with her publisher, and that hurts my heart. And I hate to be that person. Well, you don't need to be traditionally published. Just self-publish. Not everybody is cut out for this. This is, you know, being a self-published author is, whew, you know, we have to pay for everything out of our own pocket. We have to find all the resources on our own. It is a lot more than just handing your book over to a publisher. Now, with traditionally published, you know, publishing, let me try that again, with traditional publishing, you still are responsible for your own marketing unless somehow you're like a celebrity or something and then they do all that. But with indie publishing, with self-publishing, we are responsible for paying for our own cover art. We are responsible for paying for our own editors, so on and so forth. This is a whole different world, which is why this channel was started and specifically specifically aimed at 
and the authors because it's what I do and it's what I love. And because I've said a thousand times, I'm a control freak. I have been with traditional publishers. I did not like it. I didn't like giving up control. I didn't like to see my numbers. I didn't like it. I couldn't see what was working and what wasn't working. You know, you have to sit and wait for your royalty check to come in. I didn't like that. I didn't like not having a say in pricing. I didn't like not being able to, no, I hate that cover, do it again, because in the end, they have the last say. And then after all my work and all my, you know, paid my marketing, I'm splitting my royalties with somebody, and I really didn't like that. So that's the news part, <laughs> is this channel is going to be getting revamped. It is going to be getting a new title. Feel free, if you have an idea of what I should name it, shoot it over to my email at authorlynhoward at yahoo.com. I cannot, I've been racking my brain and every time I think I've come up with the most brilliant of titles, it's already taken. If you guys hear a thumping sound, my cat has realized that I am in, <laughs> I am in the recording studio, which is a closet and he's trying to get in here with me. <laughs> so I'm sorry if you guys hear that. It's a dark room and I'm literally lighting it with my cell phone, but I see the little shadow feet, and I see the door swinging out. I need to get actual closed, <laughs> closed doors so that that doesn't happen anymore. I'm trying to show him that there's a gap. I'm like, you can't see me, but I got my fingers hanging out the little gap so he knows I didn't go away. Okay, let's talk about whether or not indie publishing is right for you. I'm pretty sure we've discussed this before. I, I'm I'm almost. 100% positive we discussed it before. <sighs> I'm telling you that TikTok really, really affected me. When I see an author, you know, a lot of people are told you're not a real author if you're not traditionally published. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I make an income with my books. That's what I do full time. I also take care of a disabled relative. He's a teenager after school. But my income comes from my books from, you know, Kindle Unlimited page reads, from the sales, you know, from book shows, things like that. That is where my income comes from. When I was traditionally published, I was lucky to make $200 a year. I mean, I remember hitting $200 and just celebrating for a year, you know, and I'm not blaming that on traditional publishers, obviously, but I feel that since I took control of my own career, I have been able to experiment more. I have been able to be myself more. I've been able to write what I want. So part of what I want to talk about, um, and I'm not going to say names or anything because this is this person's business, not my own. Um, she used some personal trauma and wrote a fantasy book. And the female heroine basically became a badass. She became a badass and basically got revenge. So when it came time for book two, she had been waiting for months, waiting for months for her edits. And she was in communication with these people and they were, oh, it needs so much work. It's okay. Well, what needs work? It just needs so much work. Okay. What needs work? But they would never be specific. They finally called her and after an hour and a half communication or I'm sorry, hour and a half phone call told her that they had no desire to publish the rest of her series that it's not trending right now, that nobody wants to read a book about women finding their voices. Excuse me. First of all, I am one of those people 
that wants to read about women finding their voices and strong, kick-ass heroines. Because I'm not a doormat either. You know, I, I too have PTSD from, you know, my past. And I love to read women just getting revenge and kicking ass and, you know, things like that. So that's one of the first things I want to talk about when it comes to traditional publishing versus indie publishing. When you are traditionally published um, or trying to become a traditional published author, a lot of times you are at the mercy of what's trending, what's hot, what's not. You know, you're at the mercy of whatever mood the agent or publisher might be in that day. Maybe they're not in the mood to read about a strong heroine who, you know, defeats her previous abuser. Maybe that day they're in the mood for mafia smut. I don't know. But if you're an indie published author, you write what you love. You write what you want to write. You publish what you want to publish. I'm not, I mean, again, we've, in a previous podcast, we've discussed the, that, what was it, dinosaur porn? Hey, everybody knows about it. <laughs> I personally have not read it, no intention to read it, but, you know, everybody knows about it. But if you are not held to the, the whims or the tastes of another person, if you're only relying on your, your, your mood, your skill, whatever, you don't have to worry about whether or not it's trending. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like, it's kind of like, you know, what's trending in your house, you know, paint your walls this color because this trend is out. Write what you love. I don't know if shifters are trending right now. I know that I love to read shifter books, you know, like werewolves, things like that. Um, I love to read vampire books. I love to read romantic fantasy. And I love to read bodyguard romance. I have no idea. I know I should probably keep track of that. But I don't write to, to what's trending. I write what I love. You know, they say write to market. And you should pay attention to that. You really should. But if you're constantly chasing trends, first of all, you're not going to be able to brain yourself. You know, I, I am a paranormal romance and I am known for my Cedar Hill Shifters series. That is where I make a bulk of my income is from my Cedar Hill Shifters series. I branched out into romantic fantasy, which I adore the characters in that book. And they're not doing that well. Um, not saying they won't with time. And I didn't write them because, you know, Akatar, things like that, that are out right now. I just, these characters were living rent-free in my head and they needed to come out. But I'm returning to my shifters series because that's how I've branded myself is my shifters. You know, my, my country boy shifters. Don't, you don't have to worry about trends, what's hot, what's not, if you're an indie publisher. And you can build your own brand, not based on what the agent or the publisher wants, but based on you on who you really are. You know, maybe you're a, a comedian. Maybe you're, you're a, a comic writer. Why is that coming out funny to me? Not funny, ha ha. Sounds funny, but comedy romance? I don't know why I can't say that correctly today, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? What if that's not trending right now? Well, there are people out there that like to read funny romances. I mean, there's a reason there was rom-com movies because people like to watch that stuff. It does seem like they've kind of fallen off. I miss rom-coms. Another reason to self-publish over being a traditional publisher is 
you have direct communication with the editor you choose. You can actually form, I actually am best friends now with my editor. She started out as my editor and she is literally one of my favorite people in the entire world. We text all day and not necessarily about work. I bounce, you know, professional ideas off of her, um, things that I'm thinking about branching into to help other authors. You know, we, we go back and forth. If you're through a traditional publisher, you may not be able to form that kind of relationship. You may not be able to decide, you know what, this editor and I don't click, so I'm going to find a different editor. You have to go through the editors that they assign to your work. You know, as an indie, you can email and, and you know, have phone calls or, you know, Zoom calls or whatever to see if, if that's a mesh, if, if you guys can form a bond. And I really do truly believe that you need to have a bond with your editor. You may not, I'm not saying you have to become besties like me and my editor, but I do believe you need to have a bond with your editor. You know, they can talk you off the ledge when you're, you know, you, you, oh my gosh, that's it. I'm a terrible writer, you know, or I have writer's block, which that's going to be a whole nother episode because I don't believe in writer's block. Don't let that in, be an insult. I promise I'll explain later in another episode, but as an indie publisher, indie author, I, sorry, you can choose your editor. As an indie author, you can choose your cover artist. You can go through and shop, you know, different cover artists. You can go through things like self-pub covers um, and choose a pre-made and then speak with a cover artist. As, as a traditionally published author, you only have so much say in what goes on. You can give them insight. You can tell them what you see in your head or, or things like that. But what they choose in the end is what it goes for. That's it. That's what, that's what the cover is going to be. As an indie author, you get to choose your price point. I tend to um, start my books out a little bit lower for pre-orders in like the first week or two of release. And then it goes up to regular pricing. You don't have that choice when you're published through a traditional publisher. Um, you don't have the choice of whether or not you're going to run a freebie or, you know, sales. There, I'm sure there are, people might be shaking their heads at me right now and arguing with the, the phone or whatever you're listening on, but I'm sure there might be some out there, especially smaller presses. But in my own personal experience and from talking to fellow, you know, authors, this is what I'm going off of right now. Um, there, it's just when you when you take control complete and total control of your writing career to the point where you have bought your ISBN numbers and you have formed your own press, you are literally in complete control. It sounds overwhelming and it can be at times. Don't, I mean, don't let me lie to you here. It can be overwhelming and stressful at times. But when you have complete and total control over your career, you have complete and total control over your work, right? You can decide whether you care whether or not a publisher thinks people want to read about a woman finding her voice. It doesn't matter. It's the work that's close to your heart. And here's the thing. I'm going to bring up Fifty Shades of Grey. I've talked about it before. That book is not for me. I did not enjoy it. I heard someone say the reason that book did so well is because when she was writing it, she got herself hot and bothered. That came across on, you know, the paper, on the pages. If your passion is in the book you just wrote, and you write with that same passion, others will read it with the same passion. You will find a fan base. There will be thousands, if not more, people that want to read that. You just have to find the way to get 
to the readers. That, that comes to marketing. That, that'll be a different discussion for another day. But that's what I had for you guys today. I didn't script this. I don't know if it sounded rambling. I just got so angry after watching a few TikToks and, and talking to people. Like, it's almost like sometimes publishers forget and agents forget that without the writers, their companies, their businesses are nothing. They're nothing without us. And I, I think they need to remember where they came from. Like, a publishing company is nothing without its authors. It, it, it comes down, it's kind of like an actor or a singer or nothing without their fans. A publishing company is nothing without their authors. So please remember your value when you're writing. Maybe being a self-published author isn't right for you. You're listening to this channel because you're probably trying to decide whether it is or not. But don't think that the only way to become a quote-unquote real author is by going through an agent and or a publisher. I am a real author. I do make an income from my books. Not even, I don't make any money off this podcast. I didn't make any money when I had my YouTube channel. My income comes solely from my books. So please remember your value. Remember the work that you put in, the blood, sweat, and tears, and all that time. And decide if you want to give up control to another person and let them decide whether or not your book is right for the market or if your book is, you know, worthy of being read or if maybe you want to just put that out there yourself. So the future podcast we have coming coming up um, in, I think it's November, December, we have uh, Brian Cohen. We'll be coming back on to talk about email marketing. Um, I want to talk to you guys about life work balance when it comes to putting your passion of writing into your busy schedule. I have kids too. They're grown now, but I did write when I had kids at home. There's a few other topics. I'm not going to sit and listen because how boring would that be for a podcast? So I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of A Hot Mess Writer's Life, Help for the Indie Author, make sure you hit that subscribe button and I'd love if you'd leave a review. See y'all next time.